Two out of three falls. Yo, monkey, it's me, D-D-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. And that's not a bad thing. A good thing. Bang! And welcome to part two of the Royal Rumble preview show here on the Cruise Control Podcast, which you can find, download, and subscribe to on SoundCloud.com and iTunes. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J. C-R-U-Z. If you missed out on part one with Mega Ran and Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report, you can now find that on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Again, this is part two, and I got uh, Miss Trina all the way from Chicago, Illinois, joining me, talking about the Royal Rumble. You can find her on Twitter at the Marky Smark. She is the co-host of the Last Mark Standing podcast, which you can find on iTunes as well as lastmarkstanding.com. Trina, what's up? How you doing? Just just a lot of wrestling stuff going on. I'm fully I'm fully engrossed in wrestling. <laughs> so I, I would assume, you know, being a ring announcer, whether you've done it before or not, it, that could be kind mm-hmm. of challenging and kind of nerve wracking, right? Oh yeah. Oh, trust me. This this is my first time. Um, ah. It's. It's a little scary, uh, especially because a lot of my, my friends and family are going to be flying in to see me, and I've never, you know, I've never done it before. A lot of a lot of people uh, have put their trust and faith in me because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. They figure because I've done the podcast before that I can I can do ring announcing. So, um, yeah, I'm terrified. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully you guys will see some video. You know, if you if you don't make it to the show, and and you guys will see how I do. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't sound the same as like Lillian and all the females in that WWE USA championship, right. they all sound the same. Right. No, I, I want to be. I want to be like Bruce Buffer. You know, like. Oh, nice. Um, I want to. I want to make it hype. You know, for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, good luck to you with that. Don't get nervous. Uh, be confident, and I'm pretty sure this won't be the last time you do that. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right, right now before we get into wrestling, right now we have something really in common where both our NBA teams are playing like shit. You're a Chicago, you're a Bull fan. Mm-hmm. I'm here in New York. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with our teams, but right now they they're really playing like shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't look like the uh, the Derrick Rose thing really hand out for anybody <laughs> yeah for, for neither one of us <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know it's tough because like he's he's a great player um but mm. you know after having him here in chicago for so so long it's like i, I knew you know i knew that like he wasn't going to go over there and and transform everything you know like he's he's just not that marquee guy you know he's not lebron Oh no! I mean, I mean, nobody, nobody is LeBron. And, and, nobody's LeBron. Nobody's LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Not, 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 not even my guy Melo. And they, they try to compare Melo to him, and he, they just completely different people. And I, I mean, what's going on with Chicago is that they can't get along, and what's going on here in New York is that our GM president doesn't want Melo, and and I don't know what, yeah, how, yeah. how it'll end up, but um, hopefully one day. 
you'll both get back on the winning track and so so <laughs> with my Knicks. Yeah, I have I have a special place in my heart for the Knicks because you know I grew up in Jersey. I spent um, about thirteen years in Jersey, so I grew up rooting for the Knicks. I mean, I'm you know I'm all Patrick Ewing and and um, all the way, you know, like so I I grew up rooting for them, and then we moved over to Chicago, and then you know I had to join my family and and cheering for the Bulls. So both of those teams, special place in my heart for real. Well, I think that's the only difference between me and you. I, I only became a Knicks fan once the Bulls disbanded in 1999. So I was a Bull fan before that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, big, you big time. So you switched. Fan. So we we were different fans at different times. How crazy is that? <laughs> oh yeah, the Knicks when they were doing the Ewing era. Uh, nah, I was all mm-hmm. I was all MJ three Pete all that. I I was a diehard Bull fan until he left and Pippen and Jackson and Rodman they just disbanded us. And I said, hey. I, I got to be a fan of somebody, and then the, the Knicks got Sprewell that summer. I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll be a Knicks fan. <laughs> I, I love, I love that um, you're so cool with like just not like switching teams, but following the the players that you like. You know, like I think that's what it should be about. Sometimes, like you don't necessarily always have to be a Knicks fan because you're from New York. I mean, if you if yeah. you like a certain player um, or like a certain group of guys, you should be able to like go and cheer for another team. You know, like, it, I don't think you have to stay loyal necessarily all the time to the hometown team. Yeah, you're right. And it's, you know, real quick, funny is that me living in New York, I'm only a New York, a New York Knicks fan. I'm not a Met fan, Yankee fan, Rangers, uh, Jets, <laughs> Jets, Giants. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of any team here in New York. And not because I just try to be different. I just, I'm just not a fan of the other teams here so only only the Knicks I don't know how but the Knicks are my favorite team in the NBA but mm-hmm. when it comes to baseball and football I tend to like you know the Patriots and the Vikings and you know Boston Red Sox so yeah people, yeah people people look at me real crazy over here like like what's wrong with you but I'm like hey right right I'm not a Jet fan I I, I don't like the Giants right no I love this I like I love this because you cover sports so I love I love to hear somebody who's so passionate about sports um, be so unabashedly a fan of so many other different teams. You know, like, I, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, if you like certain teams, like, I was a Braves fan, an Atlanta Braves fan for most of the 90s because oh, I loved man. that team, like, that core of guys. And then once they all retired or went to other teams, we don't really have a baseball team anymore. So, you know, I think we should just love the teams that we love. And it's like, who cares if it's your hometown team or not or, or whatever, you know? Like, so, you guys, like, if you hear this, like, Randy... Randy's a fan of all teams, so <laughs> yeah, you don't and, have to stay true to just your hometown team. And I know, I know, it must have been very painful for you know being a fan of the Braves back in back in in, in that era, and they get to the playoffs mm-hmm. every year, the the best record, and they always lose first round. Oh yeah, no, I mean some of, <laughs> some of the um the, the worst the worst crying sessions I've had in my life. Um, were during the, the mid '90s when the Braves were playing. Um, you know, obviously '95 was the, the greatest year of my life, but then '96, right afterwards, with the Yankees, Ooh, um, yeah. probably the the hardest I've ever cried in my life. And um, the the funny thing is, is, you know, I've been like a, a Yankee hater for most of my life. And you know, when I became an adult, um, I had so many Yankee fans in my life uh, that I loved. You know, family and friends that I found myself at times cheering for the Yankees. So life is weird, you know, like you just, it, it's too short for you to like 
stick to one team and only only be with one team. If you like other teams, you know, or, or you have reasons to switch loyalty to other teams, like just do it. You know, like life's too short. Just love sports. Before we get to the rumble, who do you have, Patriots or Falcons? Um, you know, the, the Falcons look so good. They look so good, but history tells us it's always going to be the Patriots, mm-hmm. unless they're playing the Giants. Unless, no, you know, like if it, was the, if it was the Giants and the Patriots, then, you know, maybe, maybe something else. But um, whatever Bill Belichick and, and uh, you know, Tom Brady have going on over there, it's, it's just next level. Like it's been next level for like the last 15 years. So I, I have to say the Patriots, if, you know, if I was going to put money on it, I don't, I don't put money on it, but, um, but the, the Falcons look good. I think they have a chance. I think it's going to be a competitive game for sure. Well, you know me, I'm going for the Patriots. I think, you know, Tom Brady is yes. the greatest quarterback ever, and that's up for debate. But I think when you get there six, seven times and you win, I think it'll be five for him. I think um, mm-hmm. no other quarterback has had five championship rings. So if that were to happen, I think the debate can go clearly on his side. But, you know, people are going to hate on Brady mm-hmm. for deflate gate and whatever. And that's how it is. People hate LeBron. People hate Kobe. And people and people hate Tom mm-hmm. Brady. So, um, oh, well, so be it. If he gets five, then that will solidify him being the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I don't think I don't think there's any argument there. I mean, it, does, it doesn't matter. With deflate gate or whatever you want to say, it's like you can't deny what he's done. You know, because – um, one of the interesting things about the Patriots, if, if, you know, because as a fan, you see he has a different team also, almost every year. You know, it, it's always just Brady and Belichick and then just a bunch of different guys, whether it's Wes Welker or Gonkowski or whoever. Um, he can win Super Bowls with any team. You know, you put, you put him on, like, replace him uh, with any other quarterback on any team, and they're probably winning the Super Bowl if you have Bill Belichick as the coach. Like, those, those two can just make magic. Like wherever they are. All right, Trina, let's get into into some real sports. Uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget all this, all this other stuff. Royal Rumble this Sunday. I mean, I hate to be cliche, but it's like how with the roster that's going to be in the Rumble, pretty much everybody's mm-hmm. healthy um, this year as opposed to last year. How excited are you to see the Rumble on Sunday? I'm actually really excited. Um, you know, we we recorded our podcast last night and Damien asked me the same thing. And I told him, you know what, like the rumble's actually always been my favorite pay-per-view um, even more so than WrestleMania. Cause as a kid, like, you know, the rumble is the only chance like out of the big four pay-per-views where if you had a favorite, who's an underdog, like who isn't a top guy, a blue chipper, that's the only chance in the year that that guy could probably win. You know what I mean? Like, like the Royal Rumble is the only pay per view this year that you could say because it's possible uh, that Sami Zayn could win. You know, like it's not going to happen, but you know, like they they paint that possibility. And so I think as a wrestling fan, you want you want like an event where there's some uncertainty. You know, and I think the Rumble is what provides us with that. Like outside of all the other pay per views, and so I'm always excited for the Rumble. I'm I count down every single time I pop like for whoever comes through the curtain. I mean, it doesn't, it's just the greatest, uh, it's the greatest pay-per-view for me. I love it so much. We'll get to, to exactly who's in the rumble as of now, but if you had to say, mm-hmm. you know, the four or five main underdogs or people that you, you won't normally see that can make it to the final four, who are some guys that you feel like they may not win it, 
but they can kind of mm-hmm. last to the final four. Who are the, the main underdogs as you see it right now? Okay, so if I if I give you um, these four are these four are people that I don't think are winning, but I, I do see them as as possibly in the final four, which is always the 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 part of the match that you want to see because right. it's sort of like a precursor to who WWE is going to be pushing, and so I definitely see Baron Corbin somewhere in the in the final four. Okay. Um, bro- I see Braun. I, you know, Braun might win. Um, I'm still sort of like 50-50 about that. Um, Samoa Joe, I think, will be in the final four. I would mm-hmm. love, I would love to see him uh, debut there, and I'd love to see him last that long. Um, let's see, one more. It's got to probably be Undertaker Goldberg. One of those two. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, so, yeah, so, it's, so yeah. it's random. You know, it changes. It changes all the time. You know, because I listen to your podcast. I listen to you know, like Matt Men or or we did our podcast, and everyone has so many different opinions, and there's so many different options that that could work. That I change my mind probably every five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've been having the Miz for like a month now, and I've, I've been saying it all the right? time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, this this guy has changed his character since WrestleMania. Uh, 32, multiple time IC champion, uh, maybe top two heel in the company right now, uh, bringing mm-hmm. the IC title to prestige and really being one of the main focal point on SmackDown Live. And I'm like, hey, you know, I- I'm kind of glad he lost on Tuesday. I-, I-, I don't want him with the IC title no more. I think he's at a level where he can compete for the world title uh, with AJ and John Cena, whoever it might be. And I think like, is is the Mitch going to win it? I really have no idea. And I think that, and I've been saying it, this is the beauty of having multiple people healthy in the ring at the same time where you just don't know who's going to mm-hmm. win. Like you said, Braun might win it. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I might have to, you know, I may not like it, but I'm going to have to respect it. But with these guys in it, with the Goldberg, Taker, Jericho, uh, Braun, Corbin, it's like, Anybody can win it, and do do I want the mm-hmm. Miz to win? I think yeah, it's someone like him or Jericho who's been in there so long and has never won a Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. I'm like maybe it's the time, yeah, yeah. but whatever decision I, I they make, definitely... just don't fuck yeah, it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean I can totally get on board with the Miz. Um, I just don't think okay. I would love to to have the Miz uh, take it. I just don't think WWE will do it because they don't have a great track record of doing you know, like the correct thing or or what they should be doing. The Miz would be a perfect winner because he's, he's had such this like slow build of, of character development, you know, in ring development. Everybody is really high on him. This would just be the icing on the cake to, to have him win the rumble. Um, I, I think like if he, if I could like book it myself, I would, I would have it as the Miz. Um, and so, like the four people I gave you uh, is what I think WWE is going to give us, but I would love it if they totally swerved us and it's like The Miz and Sami Zayn and all these people that you wouldn't think would be in the final four uh, are in the final four. You know, like I'd love to see a final four that's like Miz, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Goldberg. You know, because like it could go so many different ways. Um, you know, like so it's 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 so crazy to fantasy book this stuff because there's so many different different ways it could go. Um, I agree with you. Uh, with with um, uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, I don't... 
you know, he's pretty low on my list. Like he's been doing fantastic work. Mm. Um, I just don't think he needs that, that last sort of like rumble win to solidify his, uh, his legacy. I mean, he's done enough. Right. I mean, the guy's a shoe in for, for hall of fame. I think this would, a win at Royal Rumble would do a lot more for someone like the Miz who, who at the end of the day deserves, I mean, to me at this point, he's proven to me hall of fame worthy. But, you know, like a, a Royal Rumble win really kept that off. Now, what did you make of not having Seth Rollins, uh, not, well, quote-unquote, not going to be in the, in, the, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the match where he lost to, to Sami Zayn, and now Sami Zayn's in it. Seth mm-hmm. Rollins is not in it in back-to-back mm-hmm. years. So he wasn't there last year. He Quote-unquote, he may not be there this year, but you mm-hmm. as a fan watching at home on, on Monday – did you sit back and say, like, hmm, this could be interesting, or say, why the fuck is Seth Rollins not in this match? <laughs> Actually, that's the, it's the second one, I, and that's the question okay. I had for you. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. I wanted to be like, Randy, why the fuck is Seth not in the Royal Rumble? Like, I have no idea. I'm like, where is he? What, what is going on? Um, you know, I guess, obviously, you know, we're setting something up here with Seth and Triple H, um, but what what is that? You know, like, um, that's a that's a big enough match for WrestleMania, the two of them. You know, if they keep building this sort of like cat and mouse game or whatever that they have going on, um, but I think there's probably potential to do all sorts of stuff like that. You know, like what if there's a swerve and like Seth and Triple H are aligned again, and maybe they screw someone else, or you know, like whatever. Um, it's tough. It, it sucks that Seth is not involved um, big time in any of this stuff. Not in the Rumble. Not in like a main event match. Uh, but it makes me feel like there's something in the future that they have planned for him. I think he's he's always involved somehow, so we just have to kind of wait and bide our time, and, and he's going to show up and, and probably do something crazy, and, and we'll be happy. So, But it is a little insane right now to think that, that where the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, like, I'm, that, that's my big question. Like, I have it written down on paper. Where the fuck is that? What's happening? Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Samoa Joe earlier, and I think he's uh, a you know would be a surprise in the Rumble where I'm not totally shocked. But now, when you mentioned when, when you know we mentioned Seth and Hunter, I think the only way to make mm-hmm. sense of all this is where Hunter would kind of put himself in 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 the Rumble match, and then somehow Seth would mm-hmm. make him lose, and whether Triple H gets in the ring or not, somehow Seth is going to cost Hunter. Um, that that opportunity and then boom you have your WrestleMania build up but it's like why go through all the trouble to making would it just make more sense to have Seth in the match Hunter come out take him out and then boom mm-hmm. there you go but mm-hmm. if they're trying to do something different I, okay cool I get it but just to not have mm-hmm. him in the match and it's going to be so so many people there in back to back years he's not even in the match or maybe somehow he'll beat somebody up in the back and take his spot and he'll get in but I think for now it has people like me and you wondering like, all right, how they, how are they, how are they going to move forward from this? Right. Right. I mean, we just, you have a feeling, you know, stuff is going to be involved somehow. And so if WWE really, you know, really wanted to swerve us, they would just not have him be involved and, and just keep teasing him in triple H um, that, you know, entertainment wise or business wise, I think that might be the smartest thing because I think, Sometimes, you know, lately in the, in the last like couple months or so, I feel like double WWE um, wants to trigger the fans, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like they, they've, they've been doing stuff to like purposely make us mad they and purposely make us get on podcasts and, and yell things and all this different stuff. 
Yeah, they always do that. They, they, they make us, you know, complain and, and cry like, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Where's this guy? How, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Seth Rollins now being in the Rumble, whether it's 24 straight weeks of Emelina promos, and it's like she might retire before <laughs> she even gets there. So it's like, all right, can you just put her, you know, in the ring already? And it's like, you know, it's good for debate, but at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. I really, like you said, I really wonder, are they trying to pull our strings to make us think yeah. more? Or as opposed to oh, just, yeah. you know, giving us everything that we want. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen the, um like, the Vegas, like, the odds, the betting odds for the Rumble? No, I have not. Have you? I have, yeah. And it's weird because, um, you know, like, so there's numbers. There's numbers out there for, for the betting odds for who's who's going to win. And the top five is all, you know, pretty, pretty normal, like what you would think. It's like Goldberg, Undertaker. Um, but you know who's in the top five for the betting odds is Randy Orton. Uh, eh, I, mean, I, I don't <laughs> so, think he'll so win people it. Are like, who has the hot tip on Randy Orton that like he's in he's in the top five somewhere? Uh, I mean, if he wins it, I, I I won't be too upset. But just like, all right, so that means you're probably gonna get an AJ Randy Orton, which which sounds pretty nice. Because I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want the the twenty eighth match between Cena and Randy Orton. I don't want that. So, mm-hmm. but like, like I said yeah. earlier is, you know, anybody could win this shit. Right. I mean, what's kind of nice for fans like you and me who, who have been watching and covering this for a really long time is that I think we're, we're seeing a lot of older guys, um, just doing really good work, you know, at their age, like still, like we're still seeing Chris Jericho do some of the best work of his life. Everyone's saying, Miz, this is the best run he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Randy, Randy sort of like reinvented himself as a, as a Wyatt. I mean, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, for fans like you and me, who've been following this for a long time to see these guys who we've grown up with still making an impact, like any of those guys, three, any three, those guys that I just named have a chance of winning. I mean, it's probably not, but, the fact that that we can even talk about it still, the fact that you brought up Jericho even possibly winning the Royal Rumble in 2017 is insane. Like, crazy. Or or the fact that, you know, Monday Night Raw ends with Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and Undertaker in the ring at the same time in 2017, right? by itself. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan. You know, like, the fact that we, that you and I can't sit here and, like, really definitively say who's going to win means that wrestling is good right now. Now, are you a fan that, that looked at Monday night the way it ended, like, wow, Taker, Brock, Goldberg, Royal Rumble, I can't wait, or are you a fan that said, you know what, it looks cool, but why are they ending this and focusing on the Rumble with 40, 45, 50-year-old men standing in the ring? <laughs> um, you know, I think... I've talked about this a little bit before on our podcast. You know, WWE has to appeal to a lot of different fan bases. Um, specifically, you know, there's the casuals, who I think that's a lot of people that attend shows and things like that. Um, you know, and some of them are nostalgic for that. Like they they don't know they don't know who the VOD villains are, but they know who Goldberg is. You know, right. and then you have fans like you and me and, and Damien who are so hardcore wrestling fans that we podcast about it. You know, we blog about it. We do all this different stuff. And so, um, I think having, having raw end that way is just a way to, to make every, like as many people as possible happy, you know what I mean? Like, um, or as many people as possible talking about it, you know, because they know that you and me are going to talk about it. They know, 
um, that the, the lapsed fan from like 15 years ago or whatever, who hasn't really watched wrestling that much, is still going to remember Goldberg or the undertaker and whatever. And, and, you know, I think the younger kids, like the younger generation who, who isn't familiar with those guys are going to feed off of that energy. You know, like, like if you and I were in, were at raw, um, I'm sure we'd be like, we'd just be popping like crazy. Like we'd be marking out, like, even right. if we didn't want to, like, even if like, mentally you know like we were like oh these guys are old like these are 40 year old men in the ring i shouldn't be marking out over this because we've been fans since we were kids like we'd be marking out over it and then the kids around us would be seeing that and they'd feed off that energy and so i think i think it was the ending that that just like makes people pop the most like whether it's it's like oh this is tired or oh this is amazing it's the ending that everybody's going to be talking about either way yeah, if we were at Raw, we'd have, we would have totally forgot Goldberg destroyed that promo. Yeah, I know exactly. I don't really care. I'm just like, I'm sitting here watching like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, and this is amazing. That's all you care about. Yeah, because I, I, what's so funny is that I saw him bleeding on the top of the forehead. I'm like, all yeah. right, how, how, how the fuck did that happen? And then he just stuttering and everything. I'm like, all right, Goldberg, it's time for you. And like, I could, I, I was happy. I was happy when Paul Heyman came out. They just say, Paul, go out there and save him. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, and it's fine. Once Paul Heyman showed up, you know, like you forget about it really quickly. You know, like that's the beauty of wrestling is that is that like things can go. Uh, sideways or go awry and, and you can have someone totally mess up a promo but then that can be erased in, in two seconds by someone else coming out and destroying that person so i mean you know it's all good just enjoy it it's fantastic now one guy that, that i feel like if he's if he's in the rumble can change everything change my entire pick and it'll make sense that Ooh, you know, i like this you, you, uh, you mentioned samoa joe could be in it maybe triple h might be in it but i think if if he's healthy if finn Balor's in it i think He's yeah. the, the, the ultimate clear-cut winner because it'll make sense to him again to go up against a Roman Reigns or Kevin Owens mm-hmm. at, at, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Now, out of Finn, Samoa, Triple H, which one of those you feel like has the, the, the highest odds of, of being in the Rumble? Um, I say Samoa Joe. I mean, you know, it's just the right time for him to, to be introduced and and like I said, if they put him in the, the final four um, and show people how dominant he is, it's a great introduction um, for the main roster fans, you know, who, who don't watch NXT because that's, that's the issue. You know, like we've seen it before, like you can be so over in NXT and then come over to the main roster and everybody's just dead. And so I think they, they really need to establish Joe as, as dominant and um, as a name. And so I, I'm most, most likely for sure Samoa Joe um, but I totally agree with you. If, if for some reason Finn is healthy enough to be in this, he's winning the whole thing, like for sure. Yeah, I, I, I really think that if he's in it. Now, the thing is, if he's not in it, then I think we, we're looking at mania for him or maybe even after that because mm-hmm. I think once SmackDown tipped their hand that their Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is going to be brought Mm-hmm. You know, by them, it kind of made me feel mm-hmm. like, all right, somebody from Raw is going to win the Rumble. And then, then you try to trickle down, all right, who are the top five people from Raw that can really win the Rumble, fans can't get mad at, and have a good match with either mm-hmm. Kevin Owens or Reigns. So now, yeah, Goldberg's on Raw, but we know him and Brock are going to have their match at Mania. As of right, now, right. you know, everything could change, but then you start looking at, Jericho, he, he, he doesn't need it. He has a program already with Kevin Owens. That's 
a whole separate match. Then it's like, all right, mm-hmm. your Braun Strowman's and people like that. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. are we are we really gonna see Braun Strowman win the fucking Royal Rumble and then go on to face <laughs> Roman Reigns? And it's like, is that is that a WrestleMania main event for you? Oh God, um, <laughs> no, you know, not. like. I hate it because, you know, like we've, we've been talking like over the, the last half hour about like all these different scenarios and stuff like that. And, and most likely that that's something that could happen, you know, like 99%. I mean, we all have seen it. We've, we've seen how WWE has been pushing Braun. We've, we've seen how they've been pushing Reigns for the last couple of years. And so, um, you know, if, if you had to put money on it, that's a main event or that's a match that I think happens. Um, I just hope that it's not because uh, as a fan, as, as, somebody who studies the business, you know, Braun doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble to draw at WrestleMania, Um, you know, or he doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble to even be a part of that whole scenario, you know, because at this point they've established Braun as a character that just does what he wants. And so, you know, like, say he gets eliminated wherever in the Royal Rumble. I mean, the next day he can just go interrupt whatever promo is being cut and just take what he wants, you know, like Braun is, they should keep him as a wild card, you know, like putting him on a track by having him win the Royal Rumble or, or win something. And then he goes to WrestleMania, blah, 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 like sort of defeats the purpose of what they've been establishing this whole time. Like keep him as a wild card that he can just come in at any time and demand whatever he wants. And everybody just acquiesces and it's like, okay, fine. You know, like you can have the belt or you can have a match. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> You say that match to me, and I'm like, oh, please, no. But uh, it's a possibility, sadly. I think the crazy part is the fact that I don't think the WWE knows at this particular moment what they what they want to yeah. do for, for WrestleMania. You know, is, it, mm-hmm. is, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. But usually at this point, you kind of got, mm-hmm. you, you can kind of get three matches in your head. All right, they're going this direction. Now, I feel like with, with everybody being healthy, being involved, the roster is pretty much stacked, which is good. But mm-hmm. I think now, as of today, they don't have a clear indication of what they want to do at Mania or what they want to do with their main events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I told this to Damien on our podcast as well. It's like, I think WWE has been, been sort of um, improv it for at least a year now. Because, I mean, last year when, when um, you know, Seth got injured or, or Finn got injured, all these different things, like, I think whatever, they never planned to have a draft or a brand split or anything like that. Like, so they've been improvising, I think, for a while now. And I definitely think that they don't have anything planned for WrestleMania, you know, for all the fantasy booking we want to do and who's going to win the rumble and go on to do this or whatever. I agree with you. I think they, they totally have no idea what they want to do for mania. So it really could just go in any direction at this point. On, on one to 10, how much would you mark out if John Cena and Roman Reigns win their matches and become champions at, at the rumble? Um, Oh, that's tough. Uh, Mark out is not maybe the word. I mean, yeah, I, I like those guys. They're great. They're great workers. They're great for the business, both of them. Um, I I won't mark out as much because I know how the internet, the wrestling internet is going to react. Oh, God, you know, yeah. like uh, like for, for maybe a minute, I'll, I'll mark out at like an eight or a nine. Like, oh, the WWE like did it. And, you know, these guys are champions. But then like my next thought would be like, the internet is going to bitch about this so much <laughs> and, and like wrestling Twitter is going to be so unbearable <laughs> for like for the next couple of weeks. I mean, that's the thing, like, you, you know, you and I cover this stuff, 
and and so it's hard sometimes to just be a fan. You know what I mean? Like, so we're we're talking about it now. We'll watch it on Sunday, and then you know that you and I have to deal with it, like deal with the fans and deal with the the media and all this different stuff for you know for Raw and for SmackDown. Everyone's just going to be complaining forever and ever and ever. Yeah, but you, you but oh, you gosh. know, it sounds like something they 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 would do. That's why that's why I asked it. It sounds like some shit. They I would know. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll mark out. I I would say an eight because um, you're right. It is something they would do. And and it's kind of funny to me sometimes that that WWE does this stuff to piss us off. You know, like, so for as annoying as all, like, the smarts are going to be on Monday, um, I also get a little bit of joy from that because I'm a wrestling fan. I like drama. You know, like, let's, let's keep it interesting. Now we know John Cena is trying to, you know, aim for Ric Flair's record. I think we all we all know that. Um, how mm-hmm. do you, mm-hmm. how do you think they're gonna play this out? Where he has AJ Styles for the championship on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. If he wins, he'll tie the record. But how do you think they're gonna play it out? Where either he'll win, either he'll win at the Rumble, or do a long chase where he has to tie it first, or does he win it, lose it? and then get it back for reign number 17 at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard to say with Cena because, you know, sometimes sometimes things happen exactly the way that you, you think they're going to happen with him. And then sometimes, you know, like we get thrown for a curve. And, um, you know, from the two options that you just gave me, if I had to put money on it, I'd say we drag it out a little bit. I think um, maybe Cena isn't as selfish maybe as, as we thought, you know, he, he used to be, he has so many other, other things going on now at this point, like with total Bellas and hosting and, and movies and things like that, that, um, I think his focus now is so beyond wrestling and his legacy that, uh, he's willing to let it be drawn out. You know, I think if you asked me like 10 years ago, what Cena would do, I think, um, 10 years ago, Cena would be like, no, let's get him break the record right away like in the most prestigious uh, fashion ever, like at WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. But I think, I think this, this older John Cena that has now branched out to other, other things is more okay with like stretching this out and maybe not necessarily having the biggest WrestleMania moment. You know, I don't know. I, I, I want to believe that. Like, I want to believe that, that they'll stretch it out and give other guys the rub before, before crowning Cena the way that we know that they're going to crown him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I even made a joke yesterday uh, with the guest I had on yesterday. Like, you know, John Cena can break Ric Flair's record, but then don't forget Triple H has 14 reigns by himself. So, you know, we all know Triple right, H. Exactly. It's about him, you know, <laughs> ego. Yeah, Cena, you broke the record, but I'm going to break the neck, uh, break the record next because I'm Triple H. You all might right. be Triple H. Right, exactly, exactly. You're right. You're so right about that. So, so however however way, like, John Cena breaks the record, like, fucking Triple H just trump it the next day. <laughs> like, something even bigger. Like, God damn it, Triple H. Like, you're so right about that. I didn't even think about it, but you're, you're totally right. So whenever John Cena breaks that record, just we'll put a timer on and see how long it takes for Triple H to take the snatch it from him, like like a wig at a drag racer. <laughs> Basically. Oh God. Um, if you haven't if you haven't noticed, the, the Royal Rumble is like ten hours long, uh, with the pre show, mm-hmm. with the Rumble mat, Rumble, whatever. Uh, they they do have let me see about six seven matches. Uh, mostly coming from Raw, which I, I really don't understand, but it it is what it is. Um, 
tag mm-hmm. team championship, mm-hmm. the club, Cesaro, Sheamus, you got two referees, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, who, yeah. do you, who do you have <laughs> winning this match? And do, do you see the club finally becoming tag team champions? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I think, Damn it. I think this rivalry has been pretty good. Um, what I want to believe is that when they finally become the champions, it's an even bigger stage than the rumble. I know that's weird to say, like, but, um, I, they have so much potential here with the club. You know, we all know how good they are. We all know, um, how great they'll be once they're champions. And so, uh, I almost feel like, you, you wait for a little bit and let this play out because I think all four people involved are doing such great work right now that um, I don't want to disrupt that chemistry and sort of keep it going for a while. And, and I'm sure the club, will, they're going to get the championships, guys. Like at some point, they're going to get it. I don't know if it's going to be like at Rumble or Mania or whatever, but they're going to get it and then their run is going to be fucking glorious. <laughs> and you know what's so funny? I think by the time they win the tag team titles, mm-hmm. knowing that they've been trying to do this for so long, they, they, they might be good guys by the time this shit happens. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Who knows? You know, like either way, like it's going to happen. Everyone just be patient. And then once it happens, like we're all just going to love it. So it's going to be great. We also have the, the Matt classic between Nia Jax and Sasha Banks. Who you got? <laughs> uh, I, I got to go with Nia. You know, like, yeah, me too. I think we drag this out. We drag it out a little bit more. I mean, obviously, they've, they've been selling this, this like, Sasha Banks injury and stuff like that. And we've all been, you know, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for Nia to be dominant. You know, like, they've, they've been building her. For a while, they built her like the female Braun Strowman, and then it just sort of died. And so um, I want to see Nia, you know, go over and continue dominance and have her just continue fucking with Sasha. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think all of it leads to a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. I I, I just don't think, mm-hmm. you know, with Charlotte and Bailey going on on Sunday at the Rumble, we've seen Charlotte Sasha mm-hmm. so many times. Nia can, can can get a W on Sunday, build build that that whole character up, and by the time mm-hmm. Mania comes, you have all mm-hmm. you, you have all four. Because I, I just don't think you could have Charlotte against one of those and be like, you know what, this mm-hmm. this could be a, a, a big yeah, time yeah. match. Mm-hmm. For sure. So who do you got, Charlotte or Bailey on Sunday? I think Charlotte goes out the rumble yeah, with the victory. I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, she's doing such great work um, as as the heel champion, as a heel. Period. Um, you know, I just I'm a big I'm a big fan of her just keeping the belt for a while and having people chase it because uh, you know she's just so good. She's so good. Uh, as this champion and as a heel and her promos are fantastic. And, um, you know, it's just, it's more interesting when people are chasing her. So I, I definitely see Charlotte coming out with this. I don't, I don't know if she comes out at WrestleMania, but I think she's probably going to have the belt until WrestleMania. Uh, who else we got here? We have Cruiserweight Rich Swan Neville, Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Championship. Does the king of the Cruiserweights gain the yeah. Cruiserweight Championship? Have you have you been watching Two Hundred Five Live? I'll be honest with you, no, I have not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no, there's so much wrestling. Trust me, I mean, it's, so you know, much. I know you cover so many other things too, so it's hard to, to keep uh, keep up to date with everything. Um, I've been watching it a little bit, especially the last couple weeks, um, because people have been telling me that it's so good. Um, this is going to be a really good match. Uh, Neville Neville has completely changed the 205 division. And so I would actually encourage you to watch it because he's, 
he's putting in some of the best heel work that I've ever seen. And he literally has changed the division overnight. Like by adding him as a heel, everybody looks better. And so like Swan, you know, he came in, he's just sort of like ostentatious or whatever, like his gimmick and he's just dancing around or whatever. And Neville has turned him into like a serious competitor. Um, you know, like I, I feel like these guys will, you know, they could be low key, the key, the, the match of the night, you know, like there, there's so much chemistry and, and animosity that they've built over the last two or three weeks between them that I would definitely pay attention to this match. Cause Neville's bringing out the best in everyone. Um, and so we're, we're seeing a, a better, more improved Rich Swan, And Neville's just fantastic all the time. I think if you have a beard, you should be heel. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a beard and you have, like, long, stringy hair that, like... Yes. I mean, his look is just perfect for, for this, like, character he's doing. He just looks... I say, I don't know if you... you you've seen like Lord of the Rings, but he's like Gollum to me. Like he's just yeah. <laughs> really, really gross and evil. <laughs> well, I, I think everybody except Sami Zayn or, or, or if, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind a heel Zayn, but you know, if Roman mm-hmm. grows the beard out, you know, damn well, he ain't turning no heel. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh yeah. No, I mean, a, a heel Neville is not anything I ever thought that I would see. And then he just did it. Yeah. And it's like, it's been amazing. I mean, like, this is, I feel like, where's this been all my life? And he just, he totally transformed that division. It's so, um, I, it, you know, like, if you want to check anything out before, before Rumble, I'd say watch 205 Live from this week. Okay. And just, because it's just, everyone's, like, nasty now, you know? Like, everyone's had to up their game because Neville's just on top, you know, next level shit. We got a six-woman tag match from SmackDown. Mickey James, Alexa Bliss, N- Natalia, Nikki Bella, Naomi, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, b- before I ask you who wins, are, are you kind of like disappointed where the Raw gets their women's championship match on the Rumble, but SmackDown doesn't win? When we both can, I guess, kind of agree that recently the women's uh, matches on the SmackDown side have been a lot better than, mm-hmm. than on Raw. Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty much the consensus uh, with, you know, people in our circles and stuff that, that the women's division on SmackDown is far superior uh, and more entertaining than, than what they had going on in Raw. And so it is, it is a little disappointing to see that, all, you know, all the women at SmackDown are just sort of lumped into um, a, a six-woman, you know, tag match or whatever. But um, my only argument that I could make is that you know, their stuff is so good on SmackDown um, that you don't necessarily need to dilute any of those storylines by adding it to Royal Rumble, if that makes sense. Because if, if they, if each of those storylines had a match, Royal Rumble would be like 24 hours long than 10 hours long. You know, like it, it's just so much. And so I think they're, they're just putting them on the card, you know, to remind everybody that they're there. And then on Tuesday, we'll go back to, you know, um, pushing out those storylines to the way they were. So it sucks, you know, that they have to lump them in together, but I think there's so much there. Like the storylines are so rich. The development has been so good um, that you, you almost can't, you know, separate it into three separate matches because that's, that would be like another hour and a half. Like if you were going to do it justice, you know, so it's, it's almost like let's just do them a horrible injustice by putting them all together in a six, a six woman tag uh, mm. and then just keep their storylines going on SmackDown. So do you have uh, the team of Mickey and them or Nikki Bella and Becky Lynch? Um, if I had to, I, 
what they should do is have Mickey because there are definitely people uh, who are watching the product right now who don't know who she is, which is really weird to me. Um, you know, like people, there are a lot of fans, like you saw like the reaction on Twitter, a lot of people were disappointed that, that Mickey James didn't get the pop that she deserves. You know, like she's multiple time champion, um, legend in, in women's wrestling. And, you know, people are like, how come you guys aren't standing up? You know, so I think, I think WWE needs to make a bit of a statement with her, um, push her as, as strong as, you know, like a legend and all this different stuff. So they, they, I think they have to put Mickey over just to establish her with, um, some of the casuals in the new crowd. Well, when you do, when you do a reveal, when the cage is still out there, it kind of makes it yeah. difficult to, to, to for people to see who the fuck that that girl is inside the ring. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they they they've revealed her well, um, but I think I think this is a, a, the perfect stage for them to show how good she is, yes. you know, and why she's a veteran and why she's considered a legend. We have the Universal Championship. Kevin Owens, uh, Roman Reigns with Jericho in the fucking shark cage above. Um, do we do, do we see the big dog, the, the main guy, the guy finally become universal champion with Roman Reigns? Um, God, I I don't, and I'm sorry to sound so like uh, exasperated about that, but um, it's because I know WWE is, is very likely going to give it to him, mm-hmm. uh, give it to Reigns and, and make him the, the champion. But, you know, as a wrestling fan, as, as a fan of good character work and character development and just good wrestling, I'm mean, not to say that, not to say that Kevin Owens is a, a superior wrestler to Roman Reigns, you know, it's fine, but that's besides the point. I just really like it when Owens is a champion, like he's TV wrestling TV is so much more interesting when Kevin Owens has a belt. Um, especially when he has the universal title, you know, like it just produces more interesting storylines. It's, you know, like it's more captivating to watch. Like, you know, like I'm not a Roman hater. There's a lot of people out there who are unabashed Roman haters. Um, but you know, even me at this point, I'm getting sick of when I turn on raw on Mondays, the very first thing I hear is Roman's music, you know, like, can we just, I don't know. They just need to do something fresh where, where even someone like me who, who isn't trying to fantasy book all the time and trying to keep an open mind and I'm, an, I'm a happy fan and whatever, like, if I'm starting to get sick of this Roman stuff, like, I don't know what, you know, what you need to do. But I, I want to see Owens retain, but I do see a very strong possibility that Roman Reigns takes the belt, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think he wins because, I mean... Who I want to win is Kevin Owens. Uh, I think he, he's mm-hmm. better, better in ring, better promo, better on the microphone, better charisma, all that. Because when yeah, if you have yeah. Reigns as your champion, he's gonna give you those corny promos and on the guy mm-hmm. and you know all that stupid yeah, shit. Yeah. I, I don't want to see. But um, <laughs> to me, I, I I would love for Kevin Owens to walk at least into WrestleMania with the belt. Then it's like, mm-hmm. all right, if Reigns is not champion, what do you have for him going forward at, at, at WrestleMania? Do you do a Braun Strowman? Do you do a, uh, well, I would have said Seth Rollins, but I think he'll be uh, with, with with Triple H. So the options, H, yeah. the options are very limited for him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the time that I liked Roman Reigns the most, uh, probably in the last year or two, is when they randomly paired him with Bray Wyatt. You know, like... So I don't know like if, if he, if he hadn't like nothing to do or we, we don't know what his path is, 
Like, I'd love to see something just random. Like, see how he works with other guys. Like, like him and Bray Wyatt is not a, a tank team I ever would have imagined ever. Um, and it really worked. For, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And so, you know, like, I would love to see them just try other things with Roman instead of like, just him chasing the belt all the time and, uh, you know, people just feeling like he's being shoved down our throats. Like, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I just, I don't want him to win. Uh, I don't want him to be the champion. I don't want him to chase the championship. Like, just do something else, and I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> we also have the WWE Championship, AJ Styles and John Cena. I'm going with AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have Mr. Cena winning the championship for the 16th time? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Uh, and I, I really, I don't think that they're going to do that and they shouldn't, um, you know, it, again, just like, uh, Kevin Owens, AJ's just really good with the belt as a heel, you know, like everything TV is just so much more interesting when you have AJ as the heel champion, you know, like I want to see him and Cena just keep going back and forth like this until WrestleMania. I mean, you know, SmackDown is fantastic anyway. But the highlight of my SmackDown every week, if it's happening, is the promos between AJ and Cena. You know, like there's so much to be said there. You know, like there's there's so so many burns and so many just like truths to be told between these two that I just want to keep seeing that. And so I, you know, hopefully they 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 keep the belt on AJ and we just keep seeing like hot air promos between these two because I'd watch that all. I'd watch three hours of that really if I could. Yeah, I think if uh, if you have AJ walk into WrestleMania with the belt, you could have Cena and Taker go at it. Even though mm-hmm. I read online that that's not the direction they want to go into, but it's January, it's mm-hmm. still early. Um, AJ can go with the Miz. He can go with I don't know, but I think AJ has had a no pun intended a phenomenal year being here. And <laughs> I think it's um, yeah, 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 him being a champion. Um, uh, I I th- I think you know. It, it it reminds me of CM Punk when he was champion. It's like CM Punk was the champion for so long and still never mm-hmm. got a chance to main event WrestleMania. And, and once The Rock came on board, you know, everything mm-hmm. fell apart. And I feel like don't take this opportunity away from AJ of main events in mm-hmm. WrestleMania. I mean, mm-hmm. it might be a big deal to some. It, it might not. But do we need mm-hmm. John Cena to main event WrestleMania again? Not really, Taker. Not really. Mm-hmm. So give it, give it to no, AJ to, you're right. you know, to to the new guy, and uh, let, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with everything you're saying, and it makes me a little sad because you know, like when when I talk to fans like you and, and I, people who cover wrestling the way that we do, it's like I wish all the fans were like us. You know, like it, it just seems so. Um, it just makes more sense. You know, like everything you're saying, I totally agree with. Like, I'd love it if that's the way it worked out. But, you know, we know it's not. We're going to keep talking about it. But, um, you know, I'm grateful that, that you're around as a wrestling fan. <laughs> so real quick, as of now, we have about 22 people in the Rumble. And so that's, that's mm-hmm. eight spots mm-hmm. that can go to somebody from NXT, uh, somebody who hasn't participated mm-hmm. in a long time, a, 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 a legend. Um not to sound too much out there, but aside from your Finn Balor's, your Samoa Joe's, and, and Triple mm. H, who are some some people that you could expect? Because the question that I got from Twitter is like, like it, mm-hmm. it's really out there for like Kenny Omega and maybe Daniel Bryan being mm. in it, but not really wrestling. It's like who are some yeah, people yeah. you see could, that could be in it to fill out these these eight uh, eight slots? Right. Um, I mean, I think that 
I think I think one of the you know the the surprises could be Kurt Angle. I'd love that. I mean, I don't know like how much work he'd do in the ring. I mean, if he'd take a bump or whatever. Um, but I would love that. Like if that music hits, I'm, I'm going to like be in tears. I'm going to pop like crazy. Um, I will say, I mean, cause you know, you're in the business and then, you know, people. And um, I, I would say the chance of Kenny Omega showing up is, is very, very low like so low like i love that we're, we're all talking about it and it's getting people excited um but guys it's not going to happen so like don't get your hopes up kenny omega's not coming to the rumble um you know daniel bryan is a little weird for me because i, I get it like i understand like we all miss him in the ring um but you know we cover cte on our show and last mark standing and and we cover issues like that and it's just you know like i don't I don't want him to jeopardize anything. He's got a baby on the way and stuff, you know, like even just to see him take one more bump, like I, I don't want to think that that could like ruin his health or, or affect his health in any way. So, so I do not want to see Kenny Omega uh, at the rumble. I do not want to see Daniel Bryan, but I would not mind seeing Kurt Angle pop up even just, you know, just to show up. Maybe he gets eliminated right away. I don't care. I just want that music to hit so then I can mark the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's that's what I'm afraid of. I'm like, yeah, Kurt Angle going to Hall of Fame, but don't put him in the Rumble if he's not gonna win it or make him look stupid. Like I'd rather you just 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 either don't even put him on TV until WrestleMania mm-hmm. time because again, yeah, AJ was different last year. He 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 was in the Rumble, but he lasted long and he lost. Okay, I get mm-hmm. it. But right. Kurt, Kurt Angle is mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle is different. He's older. He, he he may not take that many bumps, but don't put him in there if he's not gonna win it. I mean, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, I see what you're saying. And, and I might, you know, I might feel the same way. I think, I think I'm just still so wrapped up in seeing one more entrance, you know, like when he got, when he got announced for hall of fame, like I thought he was going to be on raw. And so I, you know, I was just watching raw, like glued to the TV, hoping for that, that music to hit. Like I have, I've been waiting for that entrance. Uh, for what, like twelve years, and <laughs> you know, like so, it's been a long time. I think I'm just too nostalgic for that. So, but I, I think you're right. Like reasonably, logically, um, don't put him in there unless you know he's really going to make an impact. Like, don't put him in there just to get eliminated like two minutes later. Our last one I got for you when it comes to the older veterans of Taker, Jericho, Brock, Goldberg, whatever. Do you mm-hmm. think? Do you think any of those guys? Do you think they'll put any of those guys above 20 in the Rumble? Or do you think, like, for example, I said what could be interesting and funny is that Brock Lesnar draws number one, even though it may not ever happen. But he draws number one, and he just cleans house until Goldberg gets there at, like, 14, 15. Then you start the real Rumble. Or do you feel like all four of those guys or the older veterans come in between 20 and 30? Um, no, I, I see exactly the scenario you, you played out there because I think, you know, Jericho and, and, um, Lesnar can still work, uh, you know, like Goldberg and Taker, I'm really, I'm really nervous about, you know, like I know that they're, they're in the match and obviously they're, they've been cleared to, to wrestle and things like that, but it just makes me too nervous, you know, so I, I would like to see that scenario of Brock being first. I think that would be a great open, uh, you know, and help to reestablish his character because, I mean, you feel, I know you, you, you do watch a little MMA, right? You cover MMA a little bit too. Little like, bit, yeah. um, he's, his, his whole persona has taken a hit like last year, you know, like he's not the Brock Lesnar that was like tearing apart a car 
um, you know, like a year or two ago. Um, so I kind of want to see the return of the beast. And so like, put him, put him at once, have him destroy and clean house until Goldberg shows up at 15. I think that would be great. Uh, and then, you know, take her somewhere between 20 and 30. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm still kind of nervous. I don't know, uh, what kind of work Gold, Goldberg can put in. And so I, I would still actually even be nervous putting him in at 15. Um, so those two guys, Taker, Taker and Goldberg, I think should be somewhere in 20 to 30, unless they, you know, they are way healthier than I think they are and they can work longer. Sure. You know, like, but I'd love to see Brock Lesnar come in at one. You know, I think, I think he needs to regain, regain that crown a little bit. Yeah, I think it's doable, uh, doable because we saw Taker come out at number one when they had it here in the garden, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he did not win. He lasted twenty uh, twenty minutes, uh, a half hour. So it, like, when I read somewhere that Triple H said that this could be a very interesting rumble that you never know what's gonna happen. It might be a little interesting mm-hmm. twist. I mean, Brock Lesnar coming in at number one, nobody would expect that, and I think he can go at least mm-hmm. a half hour. He, he might not win it, but. I think, like you said, to re- yeah. reestablish his dominance in the company, clean house to mm-hmm. fifteen twenty, you know, and then you start getting the Jerichos and Takers and, and uh, the big guys in there. So, right. but who am I? Yeah, yeah. I? I don't work for them. They might put Kofi Kingston number yeah. one and just really just. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, they need to listen to you. They totally need to listen to you. You have great ideas. Well, thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. But we'll we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> on Sunday. Should be should be fun, entertaining. I think it's about six hours. I mean, like, listen. I think too much wrestling happens already in one week that I I don't I don't catch up with. But uh, it is it, you know it is the Rumble. It is one of the four main pay per views we get every year. But at the end of the day, if they can shock us all. And really make us feel mm-hmm. like, wow, what a pay-per-view. Every match was great. I did not see him winning the Rumble. Uh, I think it should be mm-hmm. a, a really fantastic, great event. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So, Miss Trina, you're at the Marky Smart. <laughs> and you are co-host of the Last Mark Standing podcast on iTunes. And, of course, lastmarkstanding.com, correct? Yes, yes. Thank you, Randy Cruz. Oh, man, that was a lot. That was a lot to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no problem. Um, but I do greatly appreciate you coming on and enjoy the Rumble on Sunday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a great time. All right, man. Take it easy. Okay, bye. All right.